Hey y'all, so I'm excited to start this two-part series today called Walk With Us. And this is for uh, the family members and friends of loved ones who has had a child pass away. It can be hard to know how to handle that situation. What do you say? What do you not say? What can you do? And that's what this series is all about. Coming from a mama who has lost a child. Things that helped me and didn't help me. Um, just kind of shedding some light into this very hard topic of child loss. I know that I've heard uh, my friends and family say, I wish I knew what to say, what to do. And so that's what this series is all about. Um, today we're going to go into what to say and what not to say to someone who's just lost their child. And then next time I'm going to go through things that you can do for someone who has just lost a child. I pray this episode will just kind of give you some revelation, some things that, um, that you can say when you don't know what to say, and then things to not say that's not very helpful to someone who's just lost a child. I pray this episode blesses you. Welcome to Unlocking Joy After Grief. My name's Courtney, wife, mama of six kiddos, one in heaven waiting for us, and that's why I'm here. In 2017, we lost our four-year-old son, Sam, and it's my joy to share with you everything this journey has taught me. So if you're ready for biblical encouragement, first-hand lessons, and support from a fellow grieving mama, then let's lace up our shoes and begin walking this road together. So as I said in the intro, this episode is veering a little off from who I normally talk to, which is my fellow mamas who've lost their children. And this one I wanted to talk to all of our family and friends who are having to walk this road with us, because it can be such a hard thing to know how to navigate, because it's just so incredibly hard to walk through as the mama. And then I know it's hard for y'all to watch us walk through this and you can feel kind of helpless of not knowing what to say. I remember before I lost Sam, I read an article uh, about a mama who lost a child. And I remember thinking, I can't even imagine losing my child. And it's because it is unfathomable imagining like trying to picture yourself losing your child it's like your brain has a defense mechanism and that grief is too deep to even imagine how it must feel and so for those on the outside looking in it's hard for you to really understand the depth of the grief that a mama has to go through when she loses her child And so if someone doesn't tell you, you won't know. And that's completely understandable because like I said, I just, our brain can't even go there. And I feel like a lot of times you just don't know what to say. And that's why I'm here because I want to kind of help you know how to navigate these waters of watching someone you love have to walk through this deep, deep grief and pain and heartache. So I want to start with 
what not to say. Um, and then I'm going to go into what to say to someone. Now, before I go into what not to say, I just want to preface this by saying I understand that sometimes when you don't know what to say, you just kind of say the first thing that comes into your head thinking it'll be helpful. And so, you know, when I'm telling you things, these things, if you've said something like this, like I'm not saying this out of judgment or um, to make you feel bad, because like I said, unless you've walked through it, it's hard. It's just hard to put into words what's in your mind watching your loved one have to go through this. So like I said, I don't want you to feel bad if you said these, but just kind of like put this in your mind uh, of the things that aren't helpful to say. And then I'll end it with things that you can say. So the first thing to not say to someone who's just lost their child is telling them that they're grieving the wrong way or they don't need to be doing a certain thing to help cope with their grief. Let me give you an example. Right after I lost Sam, the thing that brought me a lot of comfort was to go sit at his grave because I felt like there were so many things that I couldn't control. I wanted to hug him. I wanted to hold him, but I couldn't. I wanted to hear him laugh and see him again, and I couldn't. So there was all these things that I wanted to do that I just was they were impossible. Like I just could not do them. But this was one thing I felt like I could control. If I wanted to see him, I could get in my car, drive to his grave and go sit uh, at his grave. And so that was one thing that I control could control. And it really helped me. It helped me to kind of uh, process my grief and kind of walk through this healing uh, at the beginning parts of my grief journey. I had someone come up to me and, and tell me, um, you know, that Sam's not really there in the grave, right? And then they went on to tell me that what helped them was being, when they lost their mom, was being outside and and just kind of being uh like seeing the sunset or something like that. And so my first initial thought was, of course I know Sam isn't there. Sam's in heaven. Like what made Sam Sam is in heaven right now. This was just his, you know, just the body that held Sam's spirit. And so of course I knew that. And so then she made me feel bad for wanting to go sit with Sam at the grave and then she went on to tell me how she did it, how she coped with it. And so that wasn't helpful because it made me feel like I was grieving the wrong way. And there is no one right way to grieve. Even in my own grief journey, it has evolved in things that helped me then my heart healed. I didn't need anymore. And so then I found another way to help cope with my grief. And it has just evolved into a bunch of different things as I've gone through uh, my journey. And so for you to think that, you know, there's one right way to do it and this person should do it this way um, isn't helpful because 
They know what they need in their heart, what makes them feel better in that moment. And so, you know, just be supportive of however it is they feel like they, you know, whatever it is they feel like they need to do at that moment. So for me, it was to go sit with Sam. But you know what? I healed enough in my heart to where I didn't need that anymore. Like right now, I don't have that need to go sit with him. Um, You know, I have found different ways to kind of help with my grief and to connect with Sam. But at that moment, that was what I needed. And so, you know, instead of telling me, you know, you don't need to grieve this way, you know, a better thing would have been to just be supportive of an understanding of the way that I was grieving at that moment. So, you know, instead of questioning how they're processing this grief and what they're doing to kind of cope and bring healing to their heart, just be supportive and understanding uh, and helpful for them in, in whatever way it is that they are processing this grief, especially in the early days of um, losing a child. So the second thing to not say um, is nothing. Um, I know that it can be hard to know what to say. So sometimes the default is to just not say anything. But this grief journey can be very, very lonely. At the beginning, you know, the the support that I had um, after I lost Sam was amazing. There were so many people. I was not alone. <laughs> I didn't have to walk one step of that by myself. I had my family, my church family, my family, my friends that were like family. There were so many people there to support and um walk this journey with me. I was not alone and that was so needed. But you know what? You know, after time went on, um, the support kind of lessened and to where it went to pretty much um, nothing. And that can be very, very hard when you go from so much support to having to walk it alone. And again, I get it because, you know, everybody has, you know, you go back to live in your life and you got job and responsibilities. Um, and so I'm not saying like you have to like be with that person 24 seven, but when that person drops into your mind out of nowhere, text them right then. Cause I guarantee you, they need to hear from you. If you just randomly think of this person I believe that that's the Holy Spirit dropping them on your heart at the exact moment that 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 person needs something, whether it's a prayer or a text. Actually, do both. (laughs) Say a little prayer for them and text them. And um, and I'll go through what to say in that text in the next part when I talk about what to say. And then the last thing that I want to tell you of what not to say to someone is something that you think might be helpful um, because it sounds good. Like it sounds like something you should say as a Christian, but losing a child is not just a normal trial that you have to walk through. Um, It's so much 
deeper the hurt and the pain. And so this statement is not very helpful. (laughs) And it's that everything happens for a reason. Um, I know growing up in church, I always heard that. And I've even said it. Everything happens for a reason. And while I do believe that's true, in this particular situation of child loss, I don't believe it's helpful because it's hard to wrap our minds around there ever being a reason good enough to lose in our child. The question why is something that uh, we struggle with a lot. Uh, Why did this have to happen? Why did I have to lose my child? And the answer to that question, I believe we fully won't understand until we get to heaven. And so saying it happened for a reason when we'll never see that reason. We may see parts of that reason, lives that are touched um, through our story or uh, maybe things that change um, because of our story. Like I know um, this one mama lost her child to drowning. And so she made it her mission to um, have people teach their child how to swim. And so like there's lives that can be saved and changed and touched through our story of losing our child. And so, but I still don't feel like that's enough of a reason to make me losing Sam okay. And I hope that makes sense. It's hard to kind of put what's in my head out, but I fully won't know why this had to happen this way until I get to heaven and get full understanding of of the reason. And so saying everything happens for a reason when we'll never know the reason on this side of heaven it's more like a band-aid on it. Like it's not, it doesn't fully um, help the hurt. So yeah, I would just avoid saying that to someone who has just lost their child. Okay. So what do I say, Courtney? (laughs) You told me all these things not to say. So what do I do? What do I say to someone who has just lost their child? So the first thing and I feel like this is one of the most helpful things. And it might be a little bit obvious, but something you might not think about. Just tell us that you're here for us. That's it. Some of the most helpful text messages that I got after Sam weren't profound, deep theological texts. They were literally just saying, I was thinking of you. I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. I can bring a gallon of ice cream and we can eat it on the couch together and cry together. Like literally that was it. Just saying, I'm here for you. Just the fact that I knew that I wasn't alone. I wasn't having to do this alone was so super helpful. And so this goes back to the second thing that I talked about and what not to say is if you think about that person, when you text them, all you have to say is, I'm thinking about you. I'm here for you. I love you. That's it. 
And I promise you that that will be so helpful in knowing that they're not alone. And I do want to say this is just as important one month after they lost their child as it is seven years after they lost their child. Because this journey that we have to walk doesn't end. It doesn't have an expiration date. The the pain. Um, because we have to go our whole life without our child. And so if 10 years later, they drop in your mind and you're thinking, oh, well, that was so long ago. It doesn't matter. I promise you, text them. If it's been 10 days, 10 months or 10 years, text them and say, just thinking of you. I love you. That's it. I'm here for you. That is the most helpful thing that you could say to someone. So the second thing that you can say is the child's name. Hearing someone say Sam's name out loud is like music to my soul. I think it's because they're not here. And so we don't get to hear their name. Like we don't, you know, hear their name just in our everyday daily rhythm of life um, because they're not here. I'm not saying, Sam, pick up your toys or Sam, why did you jump off the couch and do a cartwheel onto the floor naked? Like literally that happened <laughs> when he was here. Um, so his, the, the na- their name is absent in our life. And so hearing their name out loud is like, oh, I just can't even explain it. It's music to my soul. It just warms my heart to hear his name said out loud. So when you're around them, say their name. Don't be afraid to um, to say their name thinking that you'll make that person sad or make them remember that their child isn't here because I promise you there's not a minute that goes by that I don't know Sam's not here. So you're not going to remind them. Uh, you're not going to make them sad because I promise you they already are. Uh, it's sadness that we have to learn to live with, um, but it's always there. So say their name if you think about them. And then this leads me into my next point is to tell stories about them. So if you randomly think of a story that happened uh, with their child, say it. Say, Courtney, do you remember that time that Sam took the icing off of the cupcake and tried to rub it all over me? And then I started running away and he started chasing after me with cupcake icing on his hands trying to rub it on me. That literally happened. with one of my friends. So tell stories if it if you think of it. I don't care if you've told them that same story a hundred times before. Say it again because we don't have new stories. All we have are these old ones that have happened in the past. And so like I love hearing stories about Sam, even if I've heard him a million times before. Say their name, tell stories about them. And the last thing of what to say to someone that I believe is very, very helpful is that you're praying for us and then actually pray for them because I can guarantee you it helps more than you know, especially in those early days. I really felt like the prayers of my family and my friends are what helped me to keep going because there's no way that I could have had enough strength on my own to make it. I couldn't I couldn't pray for myself 
Um, there were literally no words that could form in my brain to form prayers. And so literally the prayers of my friends and my family held me up during that time that I could not pray for myself. And so prayer and praying for this person, while it sounds like the Christian thing to say, oh, I'm praying for you, you have no idea how much that would help in helping this person make it through. But the thing is, and and I'm guilty too, you say, oh, I'm going to pray for you or I'm praying for you. And then you think, oh, I'll pray for them later, you know, as I'm in my prayer time. And what happens? You forget. So I have learned that when I say I'm going to pray for you, I literally stop what I'm doing for like 10 seconds. Like it's not like I get in my prayer calls and on my knees, like I'm washing dishes or whatever I'm doing. I just stop for a second or even just as I keep going and I pray for that person because I know, you know, I don't mean to. I mean that I I mean well when I say I'm going to pray for you, but you know, life gets busy. And if you're a mama, you have mom brain and you forget things. Um, So just stop right there. Say a little prayer for them. And then I promise you that it's going to do wonders for that person. And like I said, it's really important in the early parts. But 10 years later, you know, it could still be. You know, they could, there could still be a moment that the Holy Spirit drops that person in your heart because at that moment they're having a really hard time. And so for you to stop what you're doing, say a prayer for that person, and then going back to a previous point, text that person, say, hey, I just prayed for you. Uh, the Holy Spirit dropped you into my heart. I said a prayer for you. I love you. You're not alone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like just knowing that it would, be the most helpful thing that you could do for that person. So I hope these gave you some ideas of what to say and what not to say to someone in your life who's just lost a child. Uh, So if I could tell you to do one thing right now, after listening to this episode, that person that's on your mind right now, as as you were listening to this episode, I want you to, as soon as this episode is over, pull up your text message app, and text them. Tell them that you're thinking of them, that they're not alone, and that you love them. Uh, If you have a story that you've thought of about their child, tell them the story. Say, hey, do you remember that time that, you know, that they did this and this and this? Um, If you don't have a story, that's cool too. Just like I said, just tell them, hey, I'm here for you. You're not alone. And I promise you that will help so, so much. Child loss is so hard and it's so lonely. And so I know that I appreciate everyone who has walked with me through this journey. I could not have made it without them and who are still walking with me six years later. And I know that this person in your life is so thankful for you. And that you're walking in this messy part of life. That you're not scared to get your shoes dirty and walk with us on this very hard, very broken, very messy road. I know I'm forever thankful and I know they are too. I'm excited to come back next time with more ideas for you on what to do for someone who has lost a child in your life. 
Love you, friends. Hi, friend. I hope this episode blessed you. The best advice I can give to be able to make it when a storm hits your life is to know who God is before it even starts to rain. I've created a free 31-day scripture calendar that will help you get to know who God is, His character. You can find this calendar plus bonus journaling pages and scripture cards all for free at unlockingjoy.com slash God's character. This will also be linked in the show notes. I pray the foundation of your faith will be strengthened as you journey into the heart of the Father. I'll see you next time. Love you, friend.